chapter number 3, Philippians 3 in your Bible. Um, if, you, if you have trouble remembering, uh, so it's Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. I've, I've heard it, uh, General Electric Power Company, go eat popcorn, okay? Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. If you, if you have a tablet or something, it's not that hard. You just type in P-H-I-L and it gets you right there. Philippians chapter number 3. Everybody there? Getting close? You know, this is the start of a new year. And I know uh, one of the things that people do typically uh, for the new year is to have New Year's resolutions. Um, I, in fact, we were, Ruth was reading something in the car. Uh, new Year's resolutions is actually a pretty old practice. And breaking them is uh, just about, they said, probably a couple days uh, younger than the practice of actually making them. Uh, how many? How many have a New Year's resolution this year? Nobody. Never mind. Okay, we can go home. <laughs> Thank you, David. Okay, I'll preach over here, and everybody else can just listen. Now, new, you know, a lot of times we we um, make New Year's resolutions. We we make goals for our lives, which is always good. Um, sometimes it's a resolution. I'm go- I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to exercise. Maybe it's, uh, I'm going to read the Bible through. I know one thing um, I'm, I'm doing, I, I just finished a Bible plan the other day, and I'm, I'm going to buckle down, and it took me a lot longer this time than it usually does. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to make it in a lot shorter time this, this next time around. Um, but, you know, we have these goals, and it, it's good to even, if we have older goals, even to put those goals in front of us or to put a, a resolution or I'm going to, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to um, set this as a, a goal or a direction, a purpose in my life. I don't know why we choose January 1st to do that, but it's a good time to do that. And I believe that you know Paul actually kind of speaks to that to some degree in Philippians 3. And you know, um, one thing that uh, he one thing there I, I used the word already. Um, one thing that you you really need in order to have a purpose, meet that purpose or meet that goal is one thing. Really, I believe it, it's it's a lot focused. Let me read this verse, and I want to give you a little bit of information here. Uh, look, let's start in verse twelve, Philippians three twelve. Not that I have already obtained it, or have already become perfect. But I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing, in the Greek it's actually kind of emphatic, it's, it's one sentence, one thing. It's like Paul is giving us a singular one thing. Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. So how, do, how are we going to meet our purposes and our goals this year? One thing, one thing, forgetting what lies behind, forgetting what lies behind. And I believe you know, so much of that is, is, takes focus. Let me read you a few quotes on focus. 
Uh, this is Venus Williams, the, the tennis star. She says, I don't focus on what I'm up against. I focus on my goals and I try to ignore the rest. George Lucas. Anybody know George Lucas? Can, can, you, can you hook me up if you... Yeah, if you know him, maybe we can... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, George Lucas, always remember your focus determines your reality. Bill Gates, my success, part of it certainly, is that I have focused on a few things. Paul says, one thing. But one thing. Steve Jobs, that's been one of my mantras, focus and simplicity. Zig Ziglar, I don't care how much power, brilliance, or energy you have, if you don't harness it and focus on focus it on a specific target and hold it there, you're never going to accomplish as much as your ability warrants. I don't know who actually made this quote, but the secret of change is to focus all your energy, not fighting the old, but building the new. And again, when, when you focus on problems, you'll have more problems. When you focus on possibilities, you'll have more opportunities. It's really interesting, Paul's wording here says, but one thing, forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind. The, um, the way he says this is, is really interesting because it's, it's, um, uh, it's a present participle. Where, where are my Greek students? What's, what's the present mean? It's continuous, right? It's a, it's a continuous action. So forgetting what lies... Um, this, is, this is a great... Quote one of the um, if you, if you want any of these quotes let me know I can get them for you this is one of the commentaries I, I was using it said Paul overcame the temptation by a deliberate and continuous deliberate and continuous forgetting that seems like kind of a contradiction isn't it deliberate and continuous forgetting to forget in the biblical sense of the word is not just simply to obliterate from the mind if that's indeed possible. It's rather the opposite of remembering, which, as a biblical term, carries the important dynamic meaning of a recalling from the past into the present of an action which lies buried in history in such a way that the result of the past action is made potently present. So deliberately, forget, deliberately continuously forgetting whatever lies behind. Okay, so... It's not, it's not striking it from your mind, but it's not recalling it and bringing it to mind. Uh, here's another uh, from Walter Hansen. Forgetting is not a passive loss of memory. No, it's an active, continuous discipline of the mind and heart. An active, continuous discipline of the mind and heart. Although he did not actually forget the past, he emphatically chose to disregard it. He forcefully rejected it. He openly declared a non-observance of his past achievements. So what did Paul forget? It's really interesting. The wording is forgetting what lies behind. And when you, when you read it, like, they, they didn't, he didn't say. I think there's actually a few things that he does mention. Look at, um, let's look at, I'm going to bump up here in chapter 3 a little bit. Let me tell you a little bit about Philippians uh, Philippians is one of uh, Paul's uh, prison letters. So Paul is sitting in a, a prison, and we 
they don't know exactly which time they kind of deliberate back and forth. Um, it's it's possibly not a he's he's not he may not be imprisoned in chains so much. He might be just not able to go about. Sometimes he was in chains, actually locked in a cell. Sometimes he was kind of on house arrest. We're not quite sure with Philippians, but nonetheless, he, he actually is arrested at this time. So he's, he's writing Philippians, and Philippians is a letter that is mostly thankful to the, to the Philippian church, the Macedonian church. They, ha, they are one of the few churches that Paul let support him in the ministry. A lot of churches, like the church of Corinth, um, Paul said, no, I'm giving you this for free. I'm, I'm going to work. And I'm going to do my. I'm, I'm going to have my needs ministered to myself. You don't need to support me in the ministry. The uh, Church of Philippi, they actually did support him. They sent him monies uh, on a fairly regular basis, is what it seems like. And the most of the letter is to say thank you for re renewing your support. Thank you for they they sent it by somebody. Um, and uh, Paul saying, look, thank you for sending your money. And uh, he was sick when he got here, but, you know, he's better. I'm sending him back to you. So um, that's most of the letter is thank you. Uh, it's a very, very loving letter. It's a, a, a letter full of grace. Um, some of the letters like Galatians, Paul starts out and really kind of um, takes him to task. But that's not, that's not the Philippians. But he takes a pause in chapter 3 to actually address something. And uh, I'm going to start up, um, let me start on, mm, let me start at verse 2. Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision. For we are the true circumcision, who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh. Although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, and anyone, um, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I have far more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, a, a law to the law, uh, as, law, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the, the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss. For the sake of Christ. So what what do you, what is I believe Paul saying we need to forget? Number one, the good. You're like, what? Forget the good. That's what Paul is, is saying here. Is all those things that he could count as good, count as, as things that he has accomplished in his life. He said, I'm putting them they're they're worthless. What are some of the things in, in the good... See, good things can hold us back as much as bad things can. Because a lot of times we focus, we look back and we say, can, will, will it ever be as good as when it was at X, Y, and Z time? Will it ever be as good as when we had... Our, our kids were little with us and we had Christmases together. Will it ever be as good as when we were at this stage of our lives? And we, we look back on... The good. Paul was looking back and he, he looked and he said, look, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I was, I was one who was trained by Gamaliel. I was found blameless according to the law. I was a persecutor of the church. I was, I was one who, who did everything right. You know, we can even do the same thing. Look back, 
I've been to the best schools, or I've, been, I've had this person that I work for, or I, I had this job, I had this position, I, I did, had all of these things, and we look back on these goods, and what Paul says is they're rubbish. Forget the good. I, you know, um, I remember when I was uh, playing baseball, you know, some, some of you guys play baseball or softball, and the coach always told us, when you, um, when you hit the ball, right, let's say you, you, uh, you hit a grounder or maybe you bunt or you're, you got it in the infield, right, and you start to take off towards first base, what does he tell you not to do? Throw the bat. So don't, don't throw the bat. <laughs> right. No. I remember, don't look at the ball. Right? Look at the base. Why? Because when you're looking over here, you know, especially if you're bun- if you bun- you're looking back, you're go- you'll go slower. Right? You have to focus. And, and almost forget about what you've done and hit, hitting the ball and focus on that base. In fact, they've said, look, now the coach said, I'll watch the ball. You know, if you need to round second, you know, round first to go to second, I'll tell you, you watch me. Focus on getting to the base. Right? Leave the good things behind. Focus on what you need to focus on. That one thing. Not even the good. Another thing I think Paul wants us to forget is the bad. I've got three points. You might even be, might be able to think what the third point is already. So the good, the bad. Um, look at uh, verse eight. More than that. I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. Look at, um, if you want to, flip over to first, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 11. It's just a few pages to the left. 2 Corinthians 11. We start in verse 22. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? Abraham, so am I. Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if insane. I more so, in far more labors, in far more imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was, I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked, a day and a night I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure." Apart from such external things, there is a daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? 
we can pause there just a second. But Paul, see, Paul is also saying, put the bad behind. See, Paul could have been bitter. Right? Paul could have, a lot of times people, people have things that are, have gone on in their past. You know, they've, they legitimately have something that's been done wrong to them. Right? They, they have, they've been abused. As, you know, maybe they've been abused as, as a child or they've been abused growing up or they've, they've had situations even as an adult where they, they have had things happen that are really, really bad. By the way, I don't think anybody in here can compare with the bad that Paul went through. Anybody in here been shipwrecked, stoned, had somebody trying to kill them all the time? No? Okay, then, then we're, we're in good shape. And we can look at Paul and say, if Paul can do it, so can we, right? right. Paul, could have, Paul could have said, look, I am so upset about this. I'm going to make sure these guys pay. And I'm going to write all these letters and make sure that everyone knows that, that these guys are terrible and you want to need to stay away from them and I'm going to gossip about them as much as I possibly can. And he can look at the bad things that have happened in his life and he can let those bad things keep him from the future. Right? But he says, I am forgetting about the bad. I'm not going to dwell on the bad. I'm not going to let the bad things that have happened to me, and sometimes they're really bad, okay? I'm not going to deny some of the things that happen in our lives are bad news. But what Paul says is forgetting about the past. Remember, it's that conscious and continuous decision to forget the things in the past so that he can have the purpose of what's in the future. One thing, focus. One thing, I'm going to forget the past. I'm going to forget the good. But don't you want to hang on to the good? Not if it will hold you back. I'm going to forget the bad. Right? All those bad things that have happened in our lives. The... Um, You know, the, all, the, all the pain, all the things that have happened to us, all, all the, the sin that's happened against us, people who have said bad things about us. I, look, I, I've, I've had a public service where they spent like two hours just talking bad about me. Okay? I get it. But if, I, if you dwell on those things, right, it's going to hinder you from getting to the future. What do you do? You have to forget about the past. You make that conscious, daily, continuous decision that that's not going to be a part of my life. So Paul, I, I, it, he, I think what he's saying is <clears throat> he, he forgot about, he's forgetting about the good. He's forgetting about the bad. What do you think number three is? He's forgetting about the... There you go. Thank you, David. Ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <clears throat> it, is, it is January 1st, right? We can have some fun in church. <clears throat> I'm hoping we're having fun more than one day in church. 
a year. Um, look at uh, verse 9, Philippians 3, 9. <clears throat> and may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law. Right? Not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law. Remember, he just said, as to the law, I was blameless. I'm, I was perfect. I'm, I've, not, I've not broken the law. Not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is derived through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Um, let, me, let me flip over to Philippians. If you want to go there, you can. Philippians, I'm, I'm sorry, not Philippians. Timothy. 1 Timothy 1. What, what, what did Paul do? 1 Timothy 1.13. Um, I'm going to start in 12. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me because he had considered me faithful, putting me into service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor, Yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. Verse 15. It's a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. You see that with Paul? If you remember, and you can go back if you want to and, and, and look in Acts. But, but Paul, Paul persecuted the church. Paul was, was the, the first martyr, Stephen. Paul was there watching over the coats of everybody who stoned him to death. He's, he, and later he says, he says, you know what, I cast my vote for, um, for Christians to be stoned and to be put in prison. I, went, I even went around and tried to find them and tried to get them to blaspheme, tried to get them to... To denounce Jesus. I did all these things. He said, I am the foremost of sinners. But you're going to forget the good, right? The bad and the ugly. Right? We're going to put behind us the sin. Oftentimes, you know what? Sin will, will creep up on you. And I'm not talking about, about sin that, that, um, that continually entangles us, all right? That's something else. But what I'm saying, we, we will ha- there, are, there are times that we sin in our lives, and the devil wants to remind you of that continually. And he will say, you know what? You are not able to do X, Y, and Z because of what you did back here whether that's when you were 5 years old, 10 years old, or 30 years old, okay? You cannot complete this purpose that I have for you because you failed back here. And every time you you try to start getting ahead, and you say, I'm going to go do this, the devil says, hey, look, do you remember? You remember what you did when you were 25? You remember what you did when you were 30? Do you remember that? There's no way you can do that now. But what does Paul say? Forgetting what lies behind. So forgetting the good, forgetting the the things that have happened to us, but also forgetting the sin of the past. What does he say? 
we do not have our own righteousness. If Paul could boast, if anybody could boast about having righteousness, it was Paul. Remember he said, as to the law, I was blameless. But then he also says in Timothy, I'm the foremost of sinners. I'm chief of them. I did worse than all. Has anybody in here killed a Christian? Just asking. Anybody, anybody like, you know, pick up stones and start throwing them at people and try to kill them? Anybody, put it, anybody go around to other churches and, and put, put them in prison? Okay, so what you're saying is nobody in here compares with Paul. Sin, all right? Was, was, Paul, was Paul an apostle? Did he write a good portion of the New Testament? Okay, all right. So nobody in here can be more disqualified than Paul, right? I don't care what you've done in your life. <clears throat> what Paul is saying is I'm forgetting the past. I'm forgetting the sin of the past. I don't care what it is because none of you all can be worse sinner than what Paul was, right? Praise God. Please don't become a Paul, that, and that, that, Okay. Because I'm up here and I'll be the one to get stoned first. <laughs> All right? So nobody is in that position. And what, so what's he saying? Forgetting what lies behind. Forget the sin. Forget the times that you've blown it. Forget the times that you've just, you've chosen to go the opposite direction. Forget those times that you've, You've told God, I don't care. I'm not doing it. Forget those times and focus. There's a, uh, <clears throat> there's a story about um, uh, Julius Caesar, Caesar that he, he, uh, um, he, he shipped his entire army over to Great Britain. I, I'm, I'm not as much of a history buff. Maybe some of you all know more about this than I do, but so he shipped his entire army over there, <clears throat> and he took them up onto the cliffs and uh, said, okay, everybody, look at, look at the ships that brought you over, and they looked down to the, cliff, the, the cliffs, I think it was from Dover, and all the ships were burning. And he said, okay, go conquer. <laughs> Your way home is no longer, you don't have a choice but to go forward, Right? You know, we've got to do that with our past. Whether that's the good things in the past that we can rely on, whether that's those things that have been done to us in the past, right, that will hold us back, whether it's the sin that we've had in our past. Can we set it afire and just say, I can't go back? The only direction that I have to go from here is forward. The one thing. But you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't say what that one thing was. We forget. I just said we have purpose. We have things that we will hold up goals and, and visions. And, you know, Paul addresses that too. He says, I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Verse 13, 
I do not regard myself as laying hold on the, of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So what he wants us to focus on is getting to him. The whole idea that Paul, the, the picture that he, that he puts together here is, is a runner that is, that is running a race. And he's striving to get to that, that goal. It's like he is, he is putting every effort into getting to the finish line. I remember years ago, was, uh, right before, it was actually the week before Ruth and I got married. We were, uh, I was living up in Massachusetts. I moved up there ahead of, of when we got married. And I had told everybody, I said, you know, it's, it's just a few miles from where we're living to the, to the water, to the ocean. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to run down from where we're living to the ocean and back before we get married. And I got there and did not realize that in Massachusetts, as it is here to a large extent, they took cow paths, right? And you know cow paths, they, they are, they're, they're, they're in grids, right? They go they're straight this way, straight this way. No, no. They, they meander, right? Any, if, they, if they see a, a bush, they meander around the bush, right? And they go this way. They took the cow paths and they made them into horse paths. They made them into roads. And so this little straight line that I thought of from where we were living to the water and back was not three miles. It ended up being six each way. But I remember, I remember, so I ran all the way down to the water. I ran all the way back. And I remember coming back and there's, there's hills and I'm, I, all, all I could do was focus, and I was, I was counting off in my head, one, two, three, one, one, two, just trying to trudge my, that final like three-quarters of a mile or so back up to where we're living and up the hill to get to our apartment, knowing that nobody else knew I was gone, <laughs> and I could die. <laughs> But there was a goal in mind. There was that focus. And all I could do was remain focused to keep my feet going in that one direction. And that's the idea that Paul has, is all the focus that he has. I'm going to get there. And where is that? The purpose that God has laid hold of you for. That purpose, that call, being in the middle of Christ Jesus' purpose for you and being with him. I am going to so focus on Jesus that nothing else is, it comes into focus at all. I'm going to so focus on being in His presence that nothing else matters. I'm going to so focus on, on, on that, that, that call that He has on my life that nothing, I don't even see anything else. I've, I've got some readers in my family. They're going to remain nameless, but they're all female. <laughs> and some of them get so focused in a book, I promise you, they will be reading and you can walk in and you can talk to them and they will not even look up. They will not even know that you've entered into the room. You can talk and they will, they will, they will, until you say, hello, they won't even look up from their book. They won't know you're there. Why? Because they are so focused in the story. 
Are you that focused on getting to where God has you to be? Are you that focused on Jesus that, that, nothing, you don't, that nothing else distracts you? That all the things that you have in life, all the things in your past, that they're, that they're gone. Right? You're that focused on Jesus that there's nothing in your past. All you have is the focus for being right in the middle of the purpose that Jesus has for you and being with him. Whether that is being with him here on earth presently, I'm going to be in his presence every day, or, or that ultimate destination, I am going to make it to the final line, the finish line of my life. I'm going to make it and I'm going to do it with all the gusto that I've got. And nothing will hinder me getting there. The one focus. Forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting the good. Forgetting the bad. Forgetting the ugly. Right? And focusing on the purpose that God has for each one of us. And letting nothing, nothing else come into focus. Burn the ships. There's a direction to go. And we're going to make it. Amen. Let me pray for you today. Because I, I believe that there are many people in here that we have a past. Okay? And there's that past creeps up on us. And we need to forget that past. Right, and I'm going to tell you from past experience. A lot of times, that only 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 being with Jesus will let you get rid of that past, and He can heal those things, and He can He can make it so that we're not dwelling on them. So, um, let me pray for you right now, Lord. I pray for each person in here and those who are online who they. Um, they have past stuff, whether it's any of these things that are holding them back. Lord, I, I ask for, for, for those in here who, 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 who that's them, Lord, would you all just make a step of faith and however you want to just motion to the Lord. If that's just, if you want to nod your head, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I, I do want you to, Somehow show the Lord, say, Lord, this, this prayer is for me. Would you do this for me today? So you can put your hand over your heart, or I don't care what it is. It's just between you and the, and, and you and the Lord. Okay? But um, do make a motion to him that this prayer is for you. Lord, I, I pray for each person here that has, said, that has said to you, Lord, remember me in this. And I pray that you will bring healing to the past, for those injuries that people have in the past, that they, they need to be healed of those emotional or physical or mental injuries, those scars that just keep haunting. Lord, I pray that you will heal them right now by your Spirit. Come and bring healing. Lord, for those who... Um, uh, Lord, for those who have relied so much or they're, they're always looking back at what, what used to be better than what, what it is right now and 
Listen, I've, I've got to get rid of the good even. Lord, I pray that you will bring a, a new, a renewed focus. Lord, just a, a renewed sense of purpose, a renewed, um, a renewed hope that the best is yet to come. The best is not behind. The best is yet to, yet to come. Lord, for those who are continually looking back because of sin and are being lied to constantly, that the devil, that the devil, just lying and saying, you, you can, you'll never accomplish anything else. You'll never be more than you were, X, Y, and Z, whenever, because you blew it. With the authority that you've given to me. Lord, I pronounce forgiveness over all those sins. I pronounce forgiveness of the Lord Jesus over each and every one of those past sins. And I command that the devil let go and keep his hands off of the people of God. That those reminders will not be there any longer that all that is there is the forgiveness and the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would bring to mind your righteousness, the righteousness of the Lord Jesus, instead of the sin of the past. And Lord, I pray that you will give each one of us purpose, help us to just Focus on you and let everything else drop by the wayside. That you are our goal. Our goal is to be in your presence and to enjoy you forever. Lord, let nothing else matter. Let us run with purpose. And let us reach the goal. And Lord, we pray that you will Come and meet with us. Lord, I ask that it would be your purpose and your goal to meet with us and to set up shop here and let us be in your presence in a spectacular way. Lord, we thank you so much for it. Give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, let me just say really quickly before before I officially just let everybody go.